The only thing I hate more than the Democrat Party is the Republican Party. <laughs> What's up? This is this is Mark K. Saves the Republic. Man, I'll tell you what. Uh, there is every time I turn around and I look at the conservatives in Washington and D.C. and all over the country, I think to myself, how dumb are you guys? But and girls, I don't want to be sexist. There's dumb, idiotic Republican men and women. And I want to make sure that we're mostly the men, but there are some uh, some women as well. Um, and we'll get to all that here in just a minute. Before we get into the show today, I mean, I have to tell you, apparently, so there's this uh, there's this trip that we're taking to uh, Louisville, Kentucky and and bourbon country. There's a bourbon trail in Kentucky. It starts in Louisville and it goes all the way through the distilleries of Kentucky. And if you're a big bourbon fanatic, it's really exciting because you get to go see all where like Buffalo Trace is made and I hope Bullet and all these other places, like whatever your favorite bourbon is, it's made probably there in Kentucky because, well, it's bourbon. And um, and we put together this fantastic trip. It's a it's a five night trip in uh, to Kentucky. We're we are doing two live shows from Kentucky. One of them is at a bourbon museum, and the other one is is at another bourbon museum. <laughs> I mean, this is I'm telling you, if you like to drink, this is your kind of trip because. There's not just one, but two bourbon museums, apparently. Uh, maybe one may be a whiskey museum. I gotta, I have to double check. One may be a bourbon museum. One may be a whiskey museum. Either way, we're broadcasting live from both of them. And oh, yes, there is live tasting going on uh, during the broadcast. And the cool thing about this trip is it's not only me going, but Hannah's going. Unfortunately, Jay can't make it because, you know, someone's got to hit the buttons. And then uh, and then we've invited you guys, like people that download the podcast, people that listen to the show, people that watch us on Newsmax. We've invited all of those folks as well to go on this trip, too. So if you are somebody that likes bourbon, somebody that likes patriotism, somebody that wants to hang out with like minded folks while while, you know, sipping some Southern comfort, I guess it would be Southern to be Kentucky. Whatever. You get the point. If you uh, if you are free, it's March 29th through April the 2nd, and we would love to have you come along. I think we already have like we have close to 20 people already signed up. Um, there may be some discounts, too. If you sign up early, you get a $250 discount. But it's a fantastic spring break trip with like minded patriots, liberty loving, freedom defending, bourbon swilling patriots. And um, and we're just gonna have so much fun. A couple days broadcasting the show live. Lots of great food, lots of great drinks. And, uh, and then a couple days touring the countryside and seeing all the glorious stuff that the Bourbon Trail has to offer. Plus, we're swaying and, uh, staying in a really swanky hotel, too. So anyway, listen, if you want to go, we've created this website called drinkwithmark.com. <laughs> I know. it's a, You were running out of web. There's so many. I have so many websites now. You know, there's markay.com, markayshow.com, markayshop.com. There's joetry. There's the, all of but uh, we were run out of basically ideas. So so we were we were looking at this trip and they're like, what should the website be? And I go, I don't know, keep it simple. And they go, someone, I think maybe Hannah said, what about drink with Mark? And I go, great, drinkwithmark.com. Is it available? It is. Okay, great. So I should actually go buy up a bunch of website ideas. Like there should be drinkwithmark.com, which we actually have now. Um, maybe like eat with Mark, uh, you know, uh, sleep with Mark. No, wait, that's now yeah, that sounds... That sounds not safe. That sounds inappropriate. Anyway, let's get to the show, shall we? Uh, all right. So yesterday, Mitch McConnell was reelected as the Senate Majority Leader, or I'm sorry, the Senate Minority Leader uh, for the Republican Party because the Republicans are still in the Senate Minority. T- you know, tough subject. Let's not let's not open up those fresh wounds. But um, the reason the reason the Senate Majority or the Republicans remain in the Senate Majority. Or, let me start over. The reason the Republicans remain in the minority in the Senate, probably the biggest reason Republicans remain 
in the minority in the Senate is Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell failed as majority as minority leader in making the Senate Republicans the majority. He had one job. He had 50 votes, right? He had one job going into this. Spend the money on the right people in the right places so that we gain more seats. Spend the money in Arizona, in Nevada. Spend the money wherever it needs to be spent. Douse New Hampshire with ads and, and a ground game and whatever we need. Get that money out there. Put Republicans in the seats. We need to flip, you know, Pennsylvania. Make sure Dr. Oz, who again, uh, questionable candidate to begin with, make sure Dr. Oz wins Pennsylvania because that's a seat we have to hold. Uh, and Mitch McConnell's in charge of all of that for the Senate. His one job was to make the Senate minority, the Republican minority, the Republican majority. And he failed. Couldn't do it. We lost Pennsylvania. We may lose Georgia still. And if we lost Nevada, we lost Arizona, we lost New Hampshire. If, the, if this continues to happen, then we're not only going to be still in the minority, we're going to have one less seat. The Democrats are going to have 51 to 49 in the Senate. It's really deplorable. It's the worst performance anyone in Congress or Senate or the government has had in a very long time. And for some idiotic reason, the Republicans yesterday decided that this failure of a politician, this failure of a campaign uh, of a campaigner, this guy who put his own personal motivations to remain in power above the, uh, the uh, you know, the, the, the best interests of the party, this guy deserves to remain in power as the minority leader. And so they elected him by a vote of 37 to 10 to be minority leader. Um, it's very troubling when you realize that the Republican Party has right now 49 representatives in the Senate and that 37 of them are total and complete boneheads and, and probably... I mean, I don't either. I mean, I don't know any nicer way to say it. They're boneheads. They're idiots. They're playing politics with the power that you gave them. I know for a fact that my senators here in uh, Florida did not vote for Mitch McConnell, which makes me love Florida even more. Didn't think it could happen. Totally, it did. Uh, Rick Scott challenged Mitch McConnell to the to the um, to the top job. He said, "Look, we need a." He he wrote a, a really. Oh, one of my lights just went out. He wrote a really nice letter. He sent it to all of his colleagues and he said, hey, we need change at the top. We this leadership is not working for us anymore. This is not this is not the way that this uh, has to go. We need somebody who's looking forward, who knows that we need to fight, who knows how to fight, who knows where to put the resources. Um, it's time for a change. Mitch McConnell's been in this chair since 2007. You know, let's move on. Um, and only 10 people jumped on board. Now, Marco Rubio was one of them because Marco Rubio publicly uh, signed a letter saying, let's not elect Mitch McConnell this week, <laughs> you know, um, which makes me happy. I mean, again, I've got great representation here. My senators are conservative. My senators are going out there and fighting for me. My senators are doing what we need to do. What are your senators doing? Are your senators voting for Mitch McConnell to remain uh, in power after he flubbed and failed and just totally threw this last um, election? You need to make sure you need to check on that. You need to check your senators, folks. And you need to make sure you got the right people in power. Now, the problem is a lot of these senators just got reelected for six years. And as a result, when they get reelected for six, that's a long time. Six years is, is three cycles of Congress. Um, it's a long time for them to stay in power. And Mitch McConnell got reelected, uh, you know, what, four years ago. So he's got, was it four years ago? Yeah. So he's got a couple more years here to go. And No, I'm sorry. It was just two years ago. Uh, so he's got a while to go. And a lot of these folks that voted for him, you know, they're going to be around for six years, too. So, you know, that as long as Mitch McConnell's there, he's going to have these votes. It's um, it's kind of a travesty, but it also makes you wonder, how can we fix this party 
from the inside out. You know, we have one more race, the Herschel Walker race in Georgia. Herschel Walker has to defeat Raphael Warnock. And in order to do that, all Republicans probably should have come together. And what that means is they probably shouldn't have voted this past week. Everybody that said, hey, you know what? Let's wait until after Herschel Walker is elected. They were right to say that. They were right to say everybody needs to be focused. There don't need to be any other splits in the party. We don't need to worry about leadership right now. We have time. Let's get through December 6th. Let's make sure that Herschel Walker wins. Let's make sure that we still have a 50 seat to 50 seat split in the Senate. And then let's go back and and regroup and see who deserves to be in power. But I can tell you this, it's not Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell has not only made some of the worst deals for the Republican Party, uh, but Mitch McConnell has publicly backstabbed leaders, including Donald Trump. Mitch McConnell has privately, I'm pretty sure, talked smack about everybody that um, that was against him. And the worst the worst thing of all is that Mitch McConnell has been given this power and this authority and this huge piggy bank in which to elect Republicans to office that he has squandered and he has used not to elect Republicans, but to elect friends of Mitch McConnell. And if he didn't care about his leadership position so much, he wouldn't he wouldn't have pulled money out of some of these races. Like, for example, Arizona, where Blake Masters said, and again, probably shouldn't have probably should have kept his mouth shut. But Blake Masters publicly said, I wouldn't vote for Mitch McConnell if he were, um, you know, if I became the Senate, uh, the senator from Arizona. And so Mitch McConnell cut him off. No money for you, Blake. Because Mitch McConnell, again, doesn't care about Republicans. He cares about Mitch McConnell. Um, this is, and this happens on, on both sides of the aisle. But for whatever reason, the Democrats are able to come together, even though they all hate each other. AOC hates Nancy Pelosi, doesn't want her in a position of power. Uh, Ilhan Omar hates Nancy Pelosi. All these young people, they hate Nancy Pelosi. Who's the other woman from uh, Minnesota who spoke out openly about, or was it Michigan? Anyway, they're always questioning Nancy Pelosi and they're always questioning leadership. And they're saying, you know, remember Nancy Pelosi just the other day said, you go girl, say whatever needs to be said so you can win your election. Um, And if it means throwing me under the bus, if it means tossing my name out there, if it means saying you're going to publicly challenge me because I'm an old drunken coot, then do it. Just get elected. And that's all they care about. And then after they get elected, they come together somehow and or the uh, the infighting continues. But the Republicans, they don't do that. They can't seem to come together. Um, even this Donald Trump announcement, the Donald Trump announcement should have had a united Republican front because right now Donald Trump is the only Republican running for president. He's the only Republican who's ever been president. Um, but they all, a lot of them avoided it. A lot of Congress people, a lot of senators avoided the announcement after the fact they came out and started throwing their support behind him. Matt Gates released a statement yesterday saying, I endorse Donald Trump. Marjorie Taylor Greene released a statement saying, I endorse Donald Trump. Elise Stefanik, all of them released statements saying, uh, I endorse Donald Trump, but none of them were there. None of them were on stage. And again, that gives fodder to the news media to say whatever they want. Uh, you know, the one thing that Republicans really need to do is get on the same page. Um, that's why we don't have this massive majority in the house of representatives, which by the way, I don't hate, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't hate a massive majority in the house of representatives, or I don't hate a, a not having a massive majority majority. Here's the reason why these people in powerful positions, like speaker of the house, they're only as powerful as the votes they can wrangle. Okay. And if you have, let's say you have a 30 or 40 vote majority in the house of representatives. That's 30 or 40 people, you know, that maybe, maybe you lose 20, maybe you lose 25 on a particular issue. You're still going to pass. It's golden. You've still got 15 folks out there who are going to help you out. But 
if you have an eight vote majority in the House of Representatives, if you're Kevin McCarthy and you only have eight votes, well, then you've got a bunch of people that are wielding a lot more power. And those people this go around are going to be conservative Republicans. You've got a lot of conservative Republicans, the new Tea Party, if you will, the Freedom Caucus. These are folks, Jim Jordan, Kat Kamak, the Matt Gateses of the world, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, when she finally wins her reelection bid. All of these folks, they are going to vote as a block. And if Kevin McCarthy had a, had a wider margin of victory, had 40 votes to work with, they may not be able to make their, their feelings known. But because they have fewer votes to give in the House of Representatives, that block becomes way more powerful. And I wholeheartedly believe that the Freedom Caucus, that the conservative um, wing of the party, they are going to become more powerful because they'll be able to say, nope, nope, nope. You've got to give us what we want or you're not getting our votes. You've got to give us what we want or this is this piece of legislation is going down uh, in in a in a pile of, you know, in a in a dung heap. Dung heap. Is that a thing? Yeah. Anyway, that's the thing. So I think that it's actually better if we're not going to have a massive majority, if we're not going to hold both houses that I would rather have what we have, which is a smaller majority, because now you've got conservative uh, Freedom Caucus, Tea Party-esque Republicans, conservatives in there, the, the MAGA Republicans, if you will, the ones like Elise Stefanik, they will come in and they will vote together and they will say, we are holding you accountable. We are not giving an inch. We're taking back the United States of America. We're getting rid of Mayorkas. We're fixing the border. We're fixing the energy policy. And we will sit here and we will say no to anything that doesn't match with our ideals, with what we've promised the American people and with what the American people deserve. And that's where the power is. So to recap, the Senate is a mess because the Republicans are not in power. And the person who's in power for the Republican Party is a douchebag. Okay. 37, which is a majority of the Republican senators, backed the douchebag, which makes them like, you know, D-bags by proxy. And now you've got in the uh, House of Representatives a small majority of Republicans, which is bad for the Republican Party, but good for the Freedom Caucus, because now they will be able to get their agenda done. They'll be able to get their agenda on their ta- on the table. And, uh, and the, the uh, Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, will be forced to listen to them. I really think, I really think good things are afoot. The more I think about this, the more happy I am, except about Mitch McConnell. That guy's the worst and I hate him and I hate anyone who voted for him. Okay, I got that out. Listen, if you want to drink with Mark, go to drinkwithmark.com and book your trip. Save some money if you're one of the first 20 people to do it. Drinkwithmark.com is the URL. Bourbon, me, bourbon, Hannah, bourbon, food, uh, patriots, patriotism, bourbon, God bless America, ultra mega bourbon, bourbon drinkwithmark.com. Uh, we, we take off next March, March 28th, I think, or March 29th through April the 2nd. It's going to be a blast. Uh, tune into the radio show. It starts at noon Eastern, 11 Central. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, because every single day I come on here and I talk to you and you listen and we come up with ideas and we brainstorm and together we're going to make a plan, a really solid plan that will help us save the republic.